sync it up. Well, welcome to another episode of the Lookout Podcast. Uh, today, my guest is Brecken D Money Gross. Uh, we worked together back on the B Bar D, and then you became hell in a hot shot. Then you got injured, and now you're dispatch. And uh, we're coming from you, not live, but from my official studio, which is in the works right now from <laughs> a 1965 Airstream Safari. It's sexy, man. It's sexy. Yeah, it's not too bad. Well, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate oh, yeah. you. I'm happy to be here. So Yeah, I just yeah. came off a 24-hour shift, you know, yeah. and then straight here. Oh, we got a friend. That's going to be fun later. Oh, my God. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to have to kill that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could start. So, anyways, uh, we're going to get stung here eventually, probably. Oh, yeah. But nice and warm in here, which is good. Uh, might be fix that glare coming through. There. Damn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're dead. Uh, I think we got him. I think we got him. God, they're going to have to edit the shit out of this. <laughs> That's what computers are for. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming, man. And uh, so right now, you're injured, and you're in... Um, God, there's a few things I want to talk about, so I kind of want to air it out right now. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit of hunting. Remind me of that later. Yeah. Um, but kind of talk about career paths right now. And I guess <laughs> to, to cycle back, we met each other back in 2016 when I was yep. doing my engine boss uh, trainee stuff for, I guess, this is an engine foreman is what it was back then. Yep. So, uh, <coughs> yep, we met back in 2016. I started my season off in... Man, was that? I started off with the Forest Service in 15, but before then I was uh, volunteering with the racetrack out of Butte. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what opened the door for wildland firefighting for me. So. What, what brought you into the Forest Service? Um, I would say Willoughby, Jason Willoughby. Oh, really? Yeah, because so, yeah, he's a volunteer. Yep, so he worked yep, with he him, was right? one of the captains at racetrack. And um, really what started it was uh, the 19-mile fire that happened up uh up by Pipestone and in the uh, Highlands by Toll Mountain. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I was uh, freshly 18, young and spry, and that thing took off, and, you know, the Helena Hot Shots were there, and that's uh, what really inspired me to get on with that crew. Oh, yeah. And uh, that fire just cranked, man, and, you know, it was sad, burnt down, I think, like 70 homes, but... Yeah, was, yeah and that was... Was that the same one with the wolf dogs, or was that... I mean, that was a different year. There's another different year. Yeah, there's another fire up there with the wolf dogs in yeah. kind of similar area. Cause that's that was up Highway 12, right? Yep. Yeah. Or Highway. Or Highway 2. Highway 2. Highway 12. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah, it actually, might have been one with the Wolf Dogs. Man, that's yeah. Over 10 years ago. Yeah, I know it's been so long. I can't remember. I remember like someone having to go up there and, like set them free because otherwise they're gonna get burned over. Yeah, that. Yep, that was that fire. Yeah. And then there's that guy who protected his house and he had some uh, oxygen tanks from his welding unit, his acetylene welding unit, and was like sucking oxygen on it all night. Really? Like, dude. Whatever keeps you going, I guess. I guess what keeps you going, but uh, that's pretty pretty silly, man. You could replace a house, you can't replace yourself. Yeah, man. So. I've never even heard anyone doing that, but I guess, you know, keeps, mm-hmm. keeps you rolling, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. That's hardcore, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've, we officially met in uh, 2016, and uh, you know, I was my second year in, I guess I was my, yeah, my second year in wildfire, because before then I was working my family's farm, and Oh, up in Big Sandy? Yeah, up in Big Sandy, helping yeah. manage that. And, you know, I needed something that paid more lucrative. Yeah. And uh, fire was the way to go and kind of fell in love with it. And then, you know, you came on and, you know, smoke jumper. And, you know, the RH just went up with everyone <laughs> <laughs> with yeah. everyone there because, you know, everyone wants to be a smoke jumper when they start fire. And, yeah, you know. a few people, I guess. Well, I would say most people, but yeah. you guys are definitely idolized in the fire community. So, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of history. I mean, look, we even got the book on display here, mm-hmm. Young Men in Fire, and you know, I was kind of, you know, my recollection, right? That was like one of the big first big tragedy fires, I think, was yep. you know when all the smoke jumpers got burned up. So, yep. kind of, you know, set that in history. You know, you know, yep. sad history, but 
yep. started, you know, all the 10 orders. Yeah. Start of that. Then, yeah. Uh, huh, yeah. The fire up in Colorado with Primeville. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Those jumpers. Yeah. Well, there's Hell Attack that got lost, lost their lives. Jumpers and yeah, hot shots. Mackie was on that one. The the jumper there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Primeville. You said it was yeah. It was yeah Primeville. Primeville hot right? shot. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. South Canyon. Yep. Storm King. Oof, that was a bad one, man. Yep. And that's where a lot of our you know orders have. Yeah. Our LCNS came from. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ten to eighteen <laughs> and all that. Firefighter orders and watch out. Watch out situations, watch outs. Mm-hmm. I have my RPG on me, so. I'm man, I'm so ADHD. I'm just scrolling everywhere. Right oh, <laughs> I know, man. I was about to go down a rat hole of RPGs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then so you spent a couple seasons in Whitehall. Man, that, yep. and, and I guess to hit on that, man, back in 2016, I thought we had a, a banger of a crew, man. Yeah, like, dude. there was we were super, some heavy hitters. We were super blessed, man. Uh, all the overhead was either X jumpers or X shots, man. And, like, and then, like, you know, the overhead and then the. You know the assistants were all ex hot shots and yeah, like we're just Whitehall is very fortunate and blessed to have that type of leadership and knowledge and skill set for yeah, that year, dude. man. And that carried over all the way into 2017. And then 2018, it kind of started fading because we started losing some dudes. Yeah, people started moving on, chasing their careers. On, chasing their careers, but man, from 15 till 17, man, it was Whitehall was a force to yeah, to yeah. with man. Oh, it definitely was, man. And yeah, I mean, we got after PT hard. Mm-hmm. We you know did. Project work hard, yep, fought fire hard. It was. If you aren't throwing up at PT, you aren't doing it right. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. Yeah, we definitely had a few of those. Holy cow, those Murphs yep. that Joe Barons was putting on. Yep. Oh my god. What a man. Yeah, what a man. He, yeah, he's still probably a specimen somewhere. I mean, guaranteed he's a specimen. I mean, probably. A specimen in Oregon. Yeah, well, I heard he's in the Southwest now. Is he? Yeah. Oh, back down like. Uh, yeah, I think so, well, it's more southern. I uh, want to see. I think he's in the uh, in Naro or Esso. That makes sense. Close to his family. Yeah, yeah, close to his family. dad's in Payson. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be that'd be really good for him. Mm-hmm. Great guy. I've been meaning to tie back in with him. I don't know if I'd ever get him on the podcast because he's kind of shy. But he is. He's not very outspoken and no. keeps to himself. But what a, what a horse though. Oh yeah. He's one of the only people I didn't want to PT with before rookie training because I didn't want him to break my spirit. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, even though I was in the best shape of my life, probably mm-hmm. I was like, he's still gonna crush me, and it's gonna make me not think I can make it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't. Twenty eighteen fire season was uh it was Barrett's last year. I mean, he was only there for like half a season before he went on to his fuels job in Oregon. And man, I came in <clears throat> into work like in shape, and because I was trying to uh, rookie with Helena that year, because I filled with did a long fill with him in uh, yeah. 2017, and wasn't done with school, so they didn't pick me up. But I got on with him in 19. But uh, you know, I was training all all winter and fall for uh, you know criticals with yeah. Fred. Cause I've heard stories. Yeah, yeah, we all heard him. Yep, and uh, <clears throat> so I came in and. It was the first time, like, I was able to, and I, you know, I should, I should say this, not like trying to brag or anything, because he probably wasn't pushing himself like he normally does, but I was neck to neck with Joe, and he would look at me, he's like, man, you're up there with me now, I'm like, man, I know for a fact you have way more of the gas tank. Yeah, especially because, you know? yeah, he'd just be talking to you, but who yeah. knows, I mean, dude, you're, you're a beast of a runner too, man, that's, you know, how you're able to get, make it in the hotshot world, you know? <laughs> Like used to be blanks. a beast. It's going away. I've had some serious back injuries, and you know I got about and some knee injuries. And yeah. Man, I'm just crippled, but <laughs> it's all right, man. It's, you, know, you work through well, it, pain's weakness. You know? Yeah, well, wear and tear, man. So yeah. yeah, you're doing a lot better. And uh, so I guess I guess we jump into this part too. Is uh, your career wise? You know, like right now you're taking that break in dispatch, recovering because mm-hmm. you just had knee surgery, right? Yep. So uh, <clears throat> you know, had I was. Trying, so I had some back issues and uh, was scheduled to get some back surgery 
this coming winter or this past winter. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that kind of got put on the back burner and um, had some tumors that had to get removed. And, you know, that's always a shock. And you're like, shit, yeah, man, I, nowhere, did man. I just draw the cancer? I mean, yeah. is, that the, is that the big thing? Like, I, you know, I'm young. I should be getting this stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm fairly healthy, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I drew that card and, you know, uh, had some hiccups with, you know, some of the overhead with Helena. Nothing gets them. It was, you know, both parties were at fault and really wasn't planning on going back to fire. I was kind of just burnt out, after, especially after the 2021 season. And then the 2020 season, I got life flighted, got oh. messed up pretty bad on the Bighorn Fire yeah, in Arizona. Brutal, brutal. And, um, I was just, you know, kind of, I guess, burnt out. And I was like, I think I need a break. And then, you know, you get through the winter and the winter blues are gone. And you're kind of like, man, I, I miss the crew. I miss that life. I want to go back. Yeah. So I called Fred up and <clears throat> he had the spots filled. And so he put me on with Lincoln. And, uh, you know, he hired me and then transferred me over to Lincoln. And yeah. I was just going to work with Lincoln, which is baller because they're a really good type two crew. Dude, and what um, a beautiful spot in the world, too, dude. We had some, uh, some of our boys from. So my bros from Helena over know, there transferred over to Lincoln because they're they're done with the shot life too. So. Yeah, well, I, and like real quick, not to cut you off, but I want to add this too because anyone's done wildland fire, you know, for whatever agency or contract, it seems like a few years, and for me, it's like five. I think is where like I start, and I gotta check myself because I'll, I'll start getting like uh, just. Um, you know, not, I'm trying to think of it. Grumpy. I'll just start getting like mm. grumpy because uh, I think it's just natural, at least for like a lot of people, folks in the wildland world. It's like you get restless because it's like, all right, I've done this for so long. It's time for something new. And it might take your brain a little while to register, but you're like, your body's kind of getting restless. Like, I need to go try something new. And then next thing you know, like one of your buddies is like, man, are you all right, man? What's going on here? Because you're just like kind of grumping about little things that normally don't bother you, you know? And then but it's, so I think it's a natural progression is what I'm saying. So I think what you were going through with Helena, where you said like, you know, you just had like a little bit of, you know, whatever mixed emotions there, you know, I think it's just natural for the pr progression. Yep, I know? would 100% agree with that. We had some of my bros too who ended up leaving. Same thing, like we all rookie together and uh, one of them rookie the year before us. And it was, uh, you know, 2021 was a pretty insane season and we yeah. were all either skin beat down over and over again and just wouldn't end it just wouldn't end and yeah. you know it's you know it's wildfire you're always going to end up doing stupid shit and that's just how it is like yes. no matter what it doesn't matter if you're a jumper it doesn't matter if you're ic you're going to do some stupid shit that you don't agree with but you're going to have to do it regardless and yeah. the best thing to do is do it with a smile on your face but man it got super hard last year and i mean i snapped last year some other dudes snapped last year and yeah. It's just one of those seasons, man. Yeah, and especially, like, once you get, in, you know, as much time as you have in or I have or a lot of folks in the wildland scene, even if, you know, you're not the person in charge of the crew, you're, you're still, like, you're thinking with the leadership mindset, and you're like, man, I think we'd be doing this different, but some other leader has a different view on it. And, you know, maybe they talk to a division or whoever, and, that like, this is the way they want it done, and they may maybe argue the point, but you weren't there for the meeting. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're there digging line or sawing, you know, like, brushing out a, a dozer line that – miles away from the fire and it's not going to do anything but it's more like keeping you busy yep. so that can get a little old man you know especially you're like man we could be doing better stuff with our time and like you said everyone has that so it's just mm -hmm. kind of natural in fire especially in the long season where you're like you're you get close to that snap timber as you know as they say you know so yep and yeah last year had a suit had a few close calls last year too and you know just all kind of built up and i just dude and that's the stress people uh, don't talk about man by, is by, the close calls you know and then yeah the close calls and then you don't I didn't realize how bad it affected the crew. Like yeah. it happens to you, right? So I got life flight in twenty twenty. 
we had a big sit down, everyone, and I didn't realize how bad it affected the crew, like mentally, I guess. Oh yeah. Like man. we were sitting down there, dude. And, like you, you know, <clears throat> when you're on a solid crew with a solid pedigree, and you have these dudes who've been doing it forever, like you have these guys who are get, the keep tough, talking, close this. Sounds good. Who are tougher than nails, and they just you see them sitting down, and hashing out what happened. You're sitting there, you're all talking. These dudes are, you know, they're they're tearing up, and these are the toughest guys like on this planet in my eyes you know yeah, like, yeah same guys i look up to you these guys never show emotion like you your butthole could be fully puckered and then they'll never show it you yeah know? yeah man. And these guys are tearing like starting to tear up with what happened to me in 2020 um and then what happened to me in 2021 yeah like <clears throat> it's like and then that was super hard to see because like from my point of view like yeah man it sucked it scared the shit out of me like especially after it happened i went home you know and i'm taking a nap and my girlfriend sitting next to me and i didn't realize how bad it was affecting me until she had to wake me up because i was like screaming in my sleep oh, and i yeah, man. i don't i don't remember it i was screaming i was like you know thrashing yeah and she had to wake me up i'm like oh shit man maybe it's this it's bird there's more of a burden than i than yeah. i thought you know yeah absolutely man and you're not the only one to probably to experience mm-hmm. that kind of stuff you know like it happens to a ton of folks especially in the off season man like that's the biggest thing that you know i've been talking about on this mm-hmm. podcast and like and not just me i mean everybody talks about it but like it's starting to be more of a conversation because, um, you know, at least in the circles I've been going in and, and stuff I've been hearing because it's like that off season, man, like you go from a thousand miles an hour to zero, mm-hmm. you know, like in a week, you maybe, go, maybe less. You go you know? from that full on drip. You're constantly being fed that adrenaline and mm-hmm. you're so used to your body and brain working on those hormones that are constantly pumping you. Yeah. And then it's just cold turkey. You're done. And your body doesn't know how to react to it. It's like you're taking meth away from a baby, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. They need that. They love it. And now it's gone. Yeah. And so the winter blues is a serious thing. Like, yeah, that's a brutal That's a brutal analogy there, the baby meth, the meth baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you come out shaking, man. Like, yeah. you need it. And yeah, totally. And when, when it gets cut from you, like, what do you do? You revert to, I hate to say, like, I shouldn't be saying this stuff, but I know a lot of dudes that revert to drugs. They revert to drinking. Yeah, you, you know, doing drinking, some hot, like, dangerous shit just to... Like fulfill F- that fill need the void, yeah. to like fill that void, help the winter blues. And it's like, hey man, we're all struggling with this. Like, I know it sucks because you're like have to, you know, it takes some hardcore kahunas to be like, hey man, I'm struggling, and you know, odds are someone else on the crew or your boy's struggling the same way. And hey man, it's better to do that than get yourself down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. And I, I can't remember if it's a hotshot wake up or a hotshot brewery. You know, one of those. Mm-hmm. Folks, they put on Instagram, like, hey, just call up, you know, somebody on your crew, man. Like, you know, just give them, mm-hmm. give them a shout, you know, today. It was like a couple of days ago. Like, check in. Check in with your, with your homies, you know, because that's important, man. And, and I'm glad it's coming. It's just, man. And I and I get it, man. Like, I, there's no way to really see this coming because, like, when fire, when, at least when I first started, fire was super slow back in, like, 2008, 2007, you know. And, and then 2012, things really, uh, 2011, things picked up and it goes to wildfire. And 2012 got even busier and then just been crazy busy man so like the mental health is just like taking taking a toll or the mental health part of it is taking a toll on all of us you know mm-hmm. like i mean i i've had close calls and i took a season off and that really helped me out you know because and not even like close calls is in like i mean like i said you know trees land close because everyone has that you know mm-hmm. it's just you work in the woods but um you know it, it felt like people were getting injured or killed and the, and the circle was like people i'd never heard of and then mm-hmm. it was like closing in on me it felt like almost you know if that oh, makes sense oh yeah definitely the, the longer you're in it the more you know and it's definitely like <clears throat> my first few years you know every year we have you know upwards of 24 plus people die a year in fire and yeah. my first few years i didn't know anyone 
that was passed away. I'm like, oh, it's never going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to anyone I know. And yeah, as dude. I have progressively extended my career in fire, I every year I'm like, shit, man, I worked with those dudes. I know that dude. Yeah. Know, or gal, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, man. And it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely. Like that poor gal, you know, died on R&R, you know, on yep. their way home. That yep. Was... yep. And uh, it's, it's rough, man. But that's one thing I think there's a huge stigma, you know. Shot, hot shots, jumpers, even a lot of, you know, I shouldn't say that. Everyone in fire has that stigma that you have to be tough. You can't talk about anything. But, and I'm like, screw that, man. If yeah, you're having a problem, fucking say it. Yeah, you, you know? got to, man. I mean, uh, yeah, pushing it down just mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't work for anybody. And anybody mm-hmm. who knows any a little, little bit about mental health knows. Yep. And us being, you know, college-educated fellows, you like, you got to take Psych 101. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just everyone takes it when they go to college, yep. you know. And then um, depending on what you're going into, I think, is it all medical? You have to take abnormal psych, too? Yep, abnormal psych. And then uh, and behavior, that goes even behavioral deeper. psych. Yeah, and behavioral yeah, behavioral psych. Behavioral psych and uh, cognitive psych. So, yeah. See how the like depending on how you you're, how you're raised how your uh, brain will function differently than someone who's you know raised with a silver spoon in their mouth etc yeah yeah exactly and that's that's important stuff to know so it's like and all that stuff kind of the message is like you know pushing stuff down deep is not you know swallowing all that for mm-hmm. the it's definitely gonna you're, you're eventually gonna implode or explode you know yeah. like hopefully not hurting you or somebody else but it's kind of where the, the path goes mm-hmm. so you know trying to stay ahead of it by talking and getting it out there and having a, having groups. And we have that during the season, right? You'd be, mm-hmm. you know, like being on a down fire and taking a lunch things are winding down, you know, at the end of your, getting towards the end of your, your trip, you know, on day 12 or 13. And especially if you're like, you're in a saw, you know, saw team. Uh, so coffee, coffee burps. Uh, but you know, tasty. yeah, mm, taste it twice. Uh, but yeah, you, uh, so I mean, you have that downtime where you get to BS with like someone super close to you and just like, mm-hmm kind of and usually it's not it's not really even like a whole deep conversation not that often at least for me and but you're getting some stuff out and having this connection with with a really good buddy that you've been working with all summer you know and just kind of winding down and and that that kind of helps me decompress from this season but if you don't have that opportunity man and it it can be kind of rough you know and And yeah yeah i just think that (coughs) if you i'll say it man like i i think it takes way more kahunas and way more you know, strength to be go and talk to someone about your issues, especially like because you don't want someone to think you're weak, right? Yeah. Because if when you're weak, you aren't strong, or you know, it's better to be angry because when you're angry, you're powerful. You think you're powerful. Oh, yeah. So it's like, no man, it takes way more, way more strength to do, feel weak and like talk to someone like, hey man, I'm I'm a little messed up. Yeah, exactly. I'm hurting, man. You know. And it took me tell shit last last season, 2021, and I had some crazy medical stuff happened you know not from fire wise but like some other things that happened and i finally got to the point like i need to talk to someone and luckily you know i don't know if i should name drop but tig yeah our assistant superhero was there man i pulled him so i'm like man i i'm struggling man i need like this is going on and he was like one of the first guys checking up on me making sure everything was right fred found out fred was making sure i was like they're checking on me every day making sure like mentally i was okay you know which yeah. is like yeah it's huge it's yeah. awesome that like your bosses are like Checking instead of like you. sit down and shut up they're like no man like let us know what you need if we need to fly you home we'll fly you home if you need to go and like see someone like we'll we'll drive you into town and see someone it doesn't matter like fire's gonna burn it's gonna burn but yeah we're gonna take dude. care of you first you know yeah totally man you know thank god for like wildland firefighter foundation stuff mm-hmm. like that for helping out but there's there, there almost needs like a bridge between them and us you know like and i don't know i don't know what that is and i'm trying to figure that out with this podcast because 
um the foundation does above and beyond man it's oh, yeah. so amazing like and you know i'm on instagram and, and got them on there now so like i see all the stuff they do but um and and they do events but i, I don't know it's almost maybe too much for just one one mm. thing to take it on one association so it's like I'm trying to figure out how, with this podcast, I can do something in the off season. Maybe st- some things, several mm-hmm. things. Like I was thinking, like some five Ks, maybe some kind of like uh, you know obstacle course running event, you know, like Spartan mm-hmm. race kind of thing, or some some to get things together and, and have it almost like team yeah. stuff. Like yeah, get the Helena. bros, get the bros together. Dude. Yeah. What was that? Camera is too hot. Oh, so that's a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's pause here for a second. Perfect. There it is. That's better. All right, back on. Uh, so. We uh, have a little technical difficulty. The uh, GoPro heated up. Apparently, that's just what happens. So, <laughs> second time. But we got some ice on it, so it should be good. Yeah, got her cooling <laughs> off. Uh, where we leave off? Oh man. <coughs> we we're talking about like mental health and mental health. Yep, and basically, it's left off like, <coughs> you know, it's better. It takes more strength to go and talk to your bro about your issues, or anyone for that matter. It doesn't even have to be your bro if you don't want to go there man there's a bunch of resources i call it you know counselors yeah you name it there's a i think not the forest service i don't know what it is but uh has that hotline or not like a hotline but i think so like if you think yeah. you call the help desk now it's one of the options yeah. there's so. that there's a new resource for mental health now i i've never used it so i can't say if it's how good it is yeah but but it's a, it's it's a start at least it's yeah a start <coughs> yeah just yeah I, remember to reach out i guess you know i ideally it would be awesome if we could get some like you know some old or like you know some retired fire dudes who've you know been through the shit yeah dudes so that they could sympathize yeah. and they know what you're going through it's not like yeah you get some counselor who's never done fire day in their life and they're like well it doesn't seem that bad it's like you don't even know man. yeah like, yeah you want yeah you want someone who can kind of know know what you've been through and dudes is unisex in this like guy guy girl yeah, guy girl yeah, yeah. so <laughs> just want to get, a, get dudes that out and there dudettes, yeah. yeah exactly Sorry. so <clears throat> yeah, and then you know, like uh, on the fatality note, like uh, you know, T's and P's out to Craig Hotshots and the family of uh, Colin. Colin Hagen. Hagen, yeah, man, just passed away just a couple of days ago. So, yep. um, I hope his family and and everybody's doing all right and as best they can. I guess you know it's a terrible situation and the whole the whole fire world is saddened by it and feels it. You know, so I mean that's how you know tight the community is. You know, like it bums everybody out, even if you never worked with Craig Hotshots or met him. You know, but we all kind of have ties. Like he. It said in the one article I read that he's alum for the uh, Great Northern, and I spent a lot of time with Great Northern. I was a squad boss for them back in the day, and then a crew boss later on. And so, man, it's it's a it's heartfelt, you know. So, T's and P's for everybody out there. Oh, there goes our eyes. So, hope yeah. anything lasts. Uh, and then, you know, back to your career-wise, you know, like the progression <laughs> of the smoke jumping and. Mm-hmm. Um, selfishly, I want you to go to NCSB because yep. that's where I rookied. And yep. man, I had a blast, dude. It's one of the, the Winthrop Twisps, you know, Methow Valley is one of the coolest, like, most beautiful spots I've ever been, man. And going up the Rainy Pass <laughs> is cool. And one of your best buds just rookied there. Yep. So, yeah, man, I, you know, back to my career path, I'm squirreling everywhere. The ADHD gets the best of me, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think I do so well in fire because you're able to harness that, yep, yeah. that extra hyperness and make it do some good work you know yeah exactly put it towards work for you but um <coughs> yeah man i after the 2021 season you know was like ah, i think i'm gonna be done with the fire but it kind of worked out man you know i had those tumors removed had to take some break off you know hot shot in went on with lincoln um then i blew my knee out yeah. <coughs> coaching i was coaching the usa junior wrestling team and i blew my knee out and i was like well shit that really 
really uh, answers that question that I'm not going to be doing fire this year. Yeah, yeah. And so I was super fortunate. Um, I'm, I live in Dillon, and uh, the engine captain, like they're captains now, yeah. um, and, you know, the AFMO and FMO, I know pretty well, and I messaged them like, hey, man, I'm I'm going in to get these tumors removed here soon, and then I get, after, you know, a couple months of that, I have to go and get my knee reconstructed yeah. and fixed, and um, they're like, well, we'll see if we could get you on and do like medical grievance or whatever. And I was super fortunate, man. Fred, uh, did, you know, hooked me up and they hooked me up and I was able to just to take a lateral down to, uh, Dylan and the boys in Lincoln were all right with it. Yeah. And I was able to just take a lateral down and Dylan. And so now I'm working out of Dylan at dispatch and I was working the front desk and just doing, you know, a bunch of auto and jobs f- for them down there. And, um, yeah, man, just super blessed that I was able to take that opportunity and, I mean, it's absolutely man. Good experience in dispatch. Mm-hmm. Good, you know? Great experience, man. The the guys and gals in dispatch are like my hats are off to them, man. Those oh. like you don't understand what goes behind the scenes, like especially doing fire. And like sometimes you get a little aggravated at dispatch, but man, I will never be upset with them again in my life with the stuff that they are dealing with. Like, yeah, busy. They're dealing with stuff on a whole nother level. Yeah, and they aren't just managing you; they're managing everyone off district, everyone who's here for severity, every fire, like. Yep. Those like hats off, and they are wicked freaking smart. All the people that work in dispatch, absolutely, like, hats it off takes to a those lot, guys dude. and gals. Yeah, totally, man. Multitasking on, on another level for sure, and then everything flows through dispatch, man. Everything that happens in the whole forest, you know. So like in fire, sometimes we get a little selfish and like want all their attention, but they're you know they're managing everybody else who's out there, you know. Like, and then even like last year we had a few lost hikers and hunters and just random stuff going on that you're trying to manage on top of like managing fires. So I mean, they like you said, man, it's hats off to them man i couldn't do it without them man so yeah. so fortunate to have such good dispatchers and yeah man that's i not i can't get too political but they they should be definitely in my like 100 percent should be joined in the pay raise if that continues next year yeah they're talking about not having them be like having that fire pay raise i'm like that's yeah. bs man without dispatch you don't have fire exactly you don't have it, fire crews, man. there's no way yeah there's no way this happens without mm-hmm. dispatch you know like they deserve they just uh, you know i think they should probably almost be primary fire because they're oh, definitely primary fire like without them you don't have yeah. dispatch it's one of our lcns communication yeah they exa- take yeah, exa- care of our communication <laughs> yeah right yeah right after lookouts communication you know lcs lookouts communication escape routes and safety Six zones, zones. Yep. so I, we say it all the time but when i gotta recall it i'm like because yeah, that's one thing I gotta watch with this uh, podcast is all the acronyms. Because yeah. I know a lot of folks, you know, like uh, one of my friends, uh, Billy Edwards, back in the Midwest, who listens to this podcast quite a bit. So huge support, and thank you, Billy, for uh, tuning in, man, and, and uh, being part of this. Uh, but you know, he uh, he's got fire background, but not not so much in the wildlands. So I want to make sure that you know, like covering stuff that for him and, and for everybody else who might be watching, you know. Yep. And then uh, so, anyways, been doing dispatch, which has been awesome, yeah. man. I did not re- I you know. I, last night, for instance, we had a fire call at, like, man, it was, like, nah, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, and, um, you know, from what we heard from the chief, the, out of Butte, um, that there's a fire, and, like, it was back where the night mile fire was, so if anything happens up there, they send the army yeah. to it, you know, because there's high spread potential up there, with, you know, it's nipple high dry grass, sagebrush, and, yeah. you know, Douglas fir and everything, and, um, and tight canyons. Tight canyons and the whole shebang. And so <clears throat> the chief calls in. I call, you know, and I, I was like, oh, man, holy – I'm, I'm by myself. Yeah. I have, like, you know, Jason, Ashley, Alex, Claire, those people to piggyback off of that helped me out. Nope, I was yeah. there by myself. Yeah. So I get the resources going. I call up Jason. I'm like, hey, man, we got a fire call. I need you to come back in. He just got done, you know, doing a 16-hour shift. Yeah. I'm like, yo, Jason, I need you to come in, man. I 
I'm a little. Uh, I'm, I'm treading. In. I'm treading the water, <laughs> and I'm going down. Yeah, I'm in over my head. <laughs> yep. So he came in last night, and uh, like he made it look so easy. Yeah. I was just like, it, it's. I was like, I don't know how you guys do that, dude. I, yeah, I know, man. Like the you know dispatchers in Hamilton, same deal. Like it, you know, I'd be in there. Get the, I got the same experience last year. You know, I'd, weird, weird. Uh, a lot of tumors going around for some weird reason. I don't it's know. like it's linked to cancer, uh, linked to fire or something. It could I be. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's been some, uh, yeah, some conspiracy theories on that mm. for sure. It's theories. I don't know if it's conspiracy, but, but uh, yeah, strange. Yeah. All the tumors. But uh, so you know, I recovered from my tumors, so I was in dispatch last year, and man, such a blessing. But same deal, right? Like, mm. I know fire. You know, I'm, I've uh, been signed off for my IC four twice now, so it's yeah. like. Uh, Man, I I can I can do the fire side of things, but when it comes to the the dispatch side of things, it's a different beast, man. There's so many layers, and have, you know, being around someone like Joe or Kaylee out of Hamilton, man, and seeing them just kind of breeze through it, and then work at aviation on top of that, and just like, holy cow, you know, mm-hmm. like the, those gals, man, they're amazing, you yeah. know. And then, uh, <coughs> so back to the career thing. So I think it was a blessing in disguise, man. I had all this stuff happen because. You know, I would probably would have went back to some shock through the summer if I didn't have all these hiccups. And yeah, yeah. honestly, man, I think I probably would have been pretty miserable. Like I would have done the work, but I pr- knowing my personality, I probably wouldn't have been the best guy to work around because I just would have been salty. Yeah, like well, we talked you earlier, know? man. You've been restless. You've been you've been in the same position yeah. or working for the same crew for you know how many years now? Uh, this would have been four years. Four years, Helena. yeah. So, ten years, four years with Helena, nine years in fire. Yeah, see. ten years, so, not including volunteer work, but uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, <clears throat> so, blessing disguise, working dispatch, uh, again, a nice break, man. I forgot what it was like to have a summer, like, yeah. kind of a summer. I mean, I'm working night dispatch, but it's kind of hard to sleep during the afternoon, so when I get off work, I go fishing. Yeah. I go fish for a couple hours, go home, try to get some shut-eye, go back to work. The lady gets to see me every night, which she is pumped about. Yeah, that's you huge, know? man. She's, Family's huge. She's unbelievably pumped. My, I'm able to hang out with my twin brother, who I haven't been able to hang out with for, during the summer for gosh i don't even know how long 10 years yeah because he and i we he and my twin used to do wildfire too but he and i were on different schedules because we weren't allowed to go on the same stuff together just in case something catastrophic happened only yeah. one of us went bye-bye instead of both which yeah. is kind of bad to say but yeah. i mean good yeah yeah so, exactly it's a good rule but it's tough yeah, right it's tough yeah because you're really hard on the family i mean hard on everybody that you know if something happened to both of you you know let alone one would be yeah. terrible too so my bro who's like you know he's my best friend my twin he's like he knows everything about me. Pretty good guy. <laughs> pretty good guy. You yeah. know him pretty well. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome, man. So he, uh, you know, it's awesome, man. We've been fishing. He gets his days off. He calls me up. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm working, but I could fish from this time to this time." And he, he'll drive to Dylan, and he bought a little sliding camper, so oh, really? he he comes, stays in his little camper outside my place or his girlfriend's place that lives down there. He'll stay at like Barrett's and stay in that campground. And yeah, beautiful spot go there fish too. For a couple hours and. Man, it's just been a blessing, man, being able to catch up with family time that I haven't had for years. Yeah, you know? dude. Well, like you said, you guys are so close, man, and then you guys kind of got to cram it in the fall whenever yeah. you guys can get the time, you know, like typically, in, which then, is good because it's hunting season, but still it's like. Yeah. And then, like, he was, you know, he was living in Miles City, and I was in Dillon. That's, you know, seven-hour drive. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like, a, you know, a couple states in the East Coast, you know. This is selfish. This may sound selfish, but I'm pretty jacked that he's back in Butte. It's only a 40-minute drive. And yeah. Dude, <laughs> we we got to hang out and see each other, so it's pretty awesome. Me too, man. Like, I even talked, like, I haven't actually seen him since he got back, but we talk a lot more because he's, like, in the area, you know, which is crazy because, like, him being out in Miles City, you know, might as well be in another country almost because yep. it's so far away, especially for me being over in Stevensville. Like, yep. That's a, it's a drive. Yeah, because it's seven hours for you. It's probably like ten for me almost. You know, yep. I don't, I don't, I haven't mapped it out in a while, but yep. it's it's a drive, and it's uh, 
it's like if you go down there, you need to plan for at least minimum of three to four days of being there. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. You yeah, know? yeah, cause, yeah. If you do even just like a two day, or, man, well, like it have to be a three day because you have like a drive, a day drive on either side, you yeah. know. So that would, you'd just be so smoked by the time you so, get back. But, but uh, one thing I want to say about your brother Ian is talking last night. He said they won second place uh, in the softball. Oh yeah, man. So, yeah, he, yep, did he, he say state? Uh, it was uh, so it's like the co-ed softball. I don't really know what it what it's organized under but yeah you know it's co-ed softball and yeah they just won second place last night at their tournament so that's awesome man they're pretty jacked about it i'm sure they went and had some celebratory brews yeah, that's what i told him man because like he was going to maybe come on come on the podcast last night or at least come come hang and i was like man that's good news to go celebrate with the with the homies man like you guys earned it you know yeah. and i told my time with him today so yeah, so that would be cool if he was here get all three of us get the trio yeah that's what i was kind of thinking too if i could have planned it out but or it could have worked out but he, he's going to night shift right so he's yeah, probably he, sleeping he's sleeping right now he goes back to night shift so yeah that's what i figured i didn't, yeah, didn't want to bug him you know so we'll have to we'll have to get that going though especially now now the camper's getting close you know we'll be able to rally this thing over to butte one time or in dillon or wherever yeah, you know and both of us carpool down to steve I. oh yeah i could do that too for sure and then yeah that'd make it easy to do a little sauna and in oh, podcast that'd, action that'd be sick yeah that's yeah dude so. it's it's so good, man. Especially getting the sauna and then come and sit down for a podcast. You're so relaxed and your brain kind of opens up a little bit. At least my my simple brain does, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now you got your stop and dispatch, yep, and then stop and dispatch. So great having this summer off to yeah. you know really reflect on what I want to do. I'm <clears throat> like you know when I first started fire, my goal is to get on Helena, and then you know you progressively want to work yourself up there. And like I've always been a guy. I've wrestled. I fought MMA professionally. Yeah. Um, I rolled bowls. I've Man, basically just about any sport you could think of that's kind of highish octane I've done because I'm like, you want to challenge yourself. I'm yeah. not one of those guys like, I want to challenge myself and see, I want to take my body to that limit and see yeah, that's if, gonna say. if I could break it, which I've done very good at doing. So. But but it also good at recovery though, yep. man, and keep moving. Yeah, man, I've been, with that, I've been super, you know, I'm like the lo- the luckiest unlucky dude there is. I have bad stuff happen, but I get the best outcome of those bad things that happen. Well, I think that's also your attitude, man. Come on, like a positive attitude. I'm sorry, I could add an ice cube to our GoPro so it doesn't oh, melt melt down on us. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but the, like also like your mindset on it, right? Like you go and you get trash, and a lot of people are like, "Well, that's it for me." You know, you're like, "Nah, man, what's next? What's the next challenge?" You know. Yep. And so, you know, after taking this season off, I'm like, you know, I, you know, I graduate from college this year, um, with a mas- with a sorry, not master's, a bio. A biology degree in microbiology with a minor in pre-medical sciences yeah and uh, my goal was to go to med school but you know that's i'm leaning against that now it's you know as much as i want to be a doctor it's not where my true heart is you know i still want to do something in the medical field but i'm okay like i think while i was going down the medical field was for the wrong reasons so i wanted to help people and i wanted to like be the guy in charge i guess but there's some other things there that you know i i don't think going to med school was the right call for me so yeah yeah well we're kind of similar on that because yeah. i was gonna go because when we went, i went back to school we were going to school together in yeah. dylan and uh you helped me out with physics which is appreciate that man mm-hmm. uh but kind of same steel same deal man and covid kind of put it in perspective for me because like once that happened all the pt assistant jobs i was looking for are, uh, what are they called but basically it's like a pt PTA. tech yeah so like you just uh, PTA, yeah, exactly, a PT assistant. So physical basically, you just kind of, yep. yeah, cl- clean, yeah, physical therapy assistant. Basically, clean and help keep the clinic up, and, mm-hmm. and then also you get to like observe and shadow and get to see kind of the what's going on in the PT clinic. Don't make a ton of money, but it's a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and enough to survive at least for me. And then those all shut down, so like mm-hmm. I got forced back in and kind of got the same perspective as you, I guess. You know, where it's like, 
Yeah, medical route was was uh, kind of where I was going, and a lot of my family is in the medical field. But um, man, I just I love being outside, you mm-hmm. know. And that's me, man. I love being outside. And so <clears throat> I came to the conclusion I had to have a pretty serious talk with my girlfriend because you know she uh, she's pretty pretty content with me just being around all summer, yeah. not being gone, you know, especially yeah. with like my track history and almost getting hurt and you know you get hurt every season and you um, but some injuries are worse than some, others though. some injuries are worse than others and yep. she she was getting pretty she's gonna get mad for me saying this but she's getting pretty spoiled with me being home yeah <laughs> home which is kind of mean to say but um she I had to have a sit down talk with him like hey you know um i, I am plan because i still plan on getting my master's yeah smart. and uh Especially all the credits you have, man. You, you got to be really close. Yep, I, I have only four classes left, and oh, I had to. I would have graduated last year, but due to my medical hiccups, I had to take some time off and pay off medical bills because those are expensive. Ooh, they are. They got me in my early in my career. Yep, and so yep, you know all about that. Yeah, and my so, Crohn's. Yeah. Yep, and so um, I had to have a talk there. I'm like, hey, you know, I think I, I'm gonna apply to jump, and she's like are you sure about doing that? Like, blah, blah, blah. You like having, like, it's nice having summer. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I, like, this is my last thing that I need, I think, like, mentally, I think it's the last thing I need to try to do and to challenge myself to be like, hey, I made it. Like, like, this is the... The last mountain. The last mountain that I want to climb up to. Like, hey, I made this. I did it. I have it checked off. And I, I'm, like, it's, I want to challenge myself. I want to, yeah. it's the hardest training, rook, or... Civil, civilian training. That's what you say, civilian. Civilian yeah. training in the U.S. It's like, yeah, I'm too old to go in the military. Um, yeah. I'm too busted. I've had way too many surgeries, you know. Yeah. To like try to do any anything in the military, go SF or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah say medically that yeah they might not even let you yep. go in because that's the same with yep. me and my Crohn's. I was excited yep. the same thoughts. Yep. I uh, yeah I tried to go. You know, I tried to go in the Navy. I tried to go in the Army, and like you know, I, I everyone who's been <clears throat> like I have a lot of friends who've done some SFs, been you know. Green Beret. I've had a guy who's went to SEAL train who was a SEAL, and yeah, I was yeah. talking to him like, "Hey, if you go, make sure you sign up and make sure you have that contract. Because if you don't have that contract, that they're gonna let you try to go make like you know attempt to make it to the Green Beret Rangers, um, Navy SEALs. Like, if you don't have that contract set in stone before you go in, like you just signed your life away and you don't know what you're gonna be doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and man. So, they kind of put you wherever at that point, huh? Yep. And I was talking to recruiters. I, you know, <clears throat> was, you know, and then the, what is it, maps and like, hey, well, what do you have? Like, well, I can't hide my surgery scars. And I told them like, I've had my knee worked on twice. I've had ninety um, percent of my butt. Removed. So your butt carved off at one yeah, point in your life. Had ninety percent of my butt carved off. Yeah. Had part of my spinal cord cleaned. You know, I can't hide those things. No, and, exactly, uh, man. They're like, well, we we. We take you, but we can't guarantee that you're gonna do this. I'm like, yeah, no, well then, no. From what I've been told, I'm like, all right, well, yeah. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'll stick with fire. I'll go shot. And now it's like, all right, smoke jumping's the next step, and that's like the next big step for me. Is like, you know, I it's gonna be rough for me because most people who are probably applying aren't coming out of you know having tumors removed, having knee surgery. So once I get cleared, man, I'm gonna have to knuckle down and. Go pretty hard. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Well, you got it, though, man. The so. thing is, with all your background, you got you have the experience, and everyone, at least everyone that I know, knows that Helena Criticals are really tough, man, and really demanding. So, like, you got that experience, you got the MMA stuff, and like, training for fighting is probably harder than most, you know, training you go through in the Forest Service. It, I imagine it's pretty hard. You get punched a lot, which <laughs> sucks. Yeah, and so but much cardio and a all ton that. Of cardio. And yeah. But yeah, so. man. So that's the goal. Is like to jump next year. Um, hopefully awesome. I get picked up. I, you know, put my applications in and hopefully, you know, who knows some guy up in Albuquerque who's never done fire is going to look in. Of course, you know, USA jobs isn't the best 
most friendly thing to apply through yeah, because yeah. you make you click one wrong thing and for some reason you could have all the quals and you won't get sent through. That's yeah, and I think it's the biggest complaint to everybody. You know, it's like it's just tough because like Albuquerque folks, um, I feel for them. You know, because they don't like I said they don't have a fire experience, um, so they're they're sitting through thousands of resumes and they gotta they get they're the ones who make the the cut the second cut. I think the first cut's uh, computer. So, and that's that's almost tougher sometimes. A computer can bump you because you might uh, word is something different. You know, like the way your app might might have left something out you know that's one thing i'm going to say right now for anyone who's applying if like anyone who's looking to apply to fire or apply to a shocker if you want to get your name pushed through on your resume make sure to put will work 40 plus if you yeah. don't have that plus in there that computer system won't put you through it, it happened out. to me my first year applying oh, but geez. 40 well, willing to work 40 plus hours a week yeah and yeah that's tough see it's those little things little right? things we'll get you man yeah totally and, and that you know the hard thing is too is like most of our stuff as far as i know is like kept in albuquerque our, our master record which shows all of our work history iqcs um and which is the same thing iqcs and master record um it has our classes has our work history has our qualifications and as far as i know most of the stuff is there the only thing i can only see them that they would have a problem with is the uh and the work your work eval mm -hmm. from your supervisor supervisor performance appraisal is what it is and that's the only thing that would like that bugs yeah. me because albuquerque like if if they could revamp it i would hope that they would be able to do this because like they can get access all of your documents that are like your sf50s mm -hmm. everything that that has to do with hiring from the foresters they should be able to access the only thing that you mm -hmm. should have to send in is your resume because your personal thing and then um also performance appraisal because that comes from your supervisor yep but that even should be able to get uploaded into a system that they could pull from, is what like I'm trying so, to say. Yeah, like, it should it. be, like, one big like, cloud yeah. where you can just pull stuff out of. And, like, just automatically linked up. He's applying, boom. SF50 yeah. there. IQCS is there. Yep. Evaluations for all your years in fire are there. Yep, and it, should, and it shouldn't let you apply without the evaluation performance and performance mm -hmm. parallel if you're missing one. Like, that because that's what happens to so many people. Or some somehow it gets dumped. Like, when I, when I got into smoke jumping, lucky for me and lucky for a lot of folks, their apps were getting dumped or else it, it was coming through like a, without a resume or something because at that time you had to you could upload your own resume but you had to uh, apply or you had to fill out a resume through usa jobs like through their system luckily i did both because i was covering all my bases so i made it through the system but i bet there's a lot better uh applicants that didn't make the cut because they just uploaded their resume they probably poured a lot of hours into and they didn't do the usa jobs one because to be honest, that first USA Jobs ones was kind of ticky-tacky, and it didn't even look that professional, nope. to be honest. Like, it was, you know, like, kind of simple, like, dumbed down almost like. So, but, I, you know, I did I did both, you know, just to cover it, and luckily I got in. So that's another important advice. If you're applying for anything, just do it all, even if it's a pain in the neck, because then it, you'll have a better chance of getting in, you know, and, and talk to a lot of people, ask yeah. a lot of people questions, like, what's, what's a good thing to have? And really read that job description or PD, because it will have everything it requires for the job, and make sure you just hit all those marks, you know, yeah. in your resume to show that you've done the work, mm -hmm. you know, and word it similar to what they have, you know. Exactly. Because, yeah, first round's a computer. It's just looking for those keywords. Exactly, man. Those keywords aren't in there. It doesn't matter how good your resume is, what your experience is, you won't get pushed through. Or how good the HR personnel yeah. is. You know, you could have an awesome HR person on your, you know, would have been assigned to you. And, you know, you didn't even make it to that person because <laughs> the, the computer kicked you loose. Yep. But... So. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm hoping that you go to NCSB, but it uh, yeah. sounds like you're going to shotgun your, your resume out there a little bit. Um, yeah, I shotgunned it out to uh, three bases, uh, West, Missoula, and NCSB. Um, NCSB mm -hmm. is 
honestly my number one. I don't know if I should say that out loud. No, no, you probably shouldn't say that. You, yeah. Your number one is also West and, and Missoula. Missoula. Basically, yeah, anyone who would take me up, well, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. And but, to be uh, fair, that's, that is the honest yeah, answer. That's the honest know? answer. But, like, I have one of my one of my closest friends just rookied out of NCSB. And uh, I'm chatting with him. You went to NCSB. I was going to say. Like, there's, a, there's a Whitehall history up there, man. Yeah, there's a bias, you yeah. know, like, because of that. You know, yeah. like, so, that, and that's normal. You know, yeah. everyone has that a little bit. So, but if they ask, they're all your number one. Yep, all of them are my number one. <laughs> yeah. So, but but yeah, yeah it'd it, just be a dream to jump with my bro, Patty. Yeah, with your homie there, and you know, like even like Steerman was like, maybe you come out of retirement for you know, like I was thinking about maybe doing a detail, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't bounce so well anymore, man. I'm 36, yeah. Yeah, but uh, and plus I'm, I was training on the old old round, so I'd have to go through Ram Air training, and and which I I did it most of the way through up once before. AK, right? Yeah, up in AK, got 19 jumps on it, so I I'm familiar, but. Yeah, man, I don't know if my guts would handle going through it again. That's yeah. pro- that's the only thing that holds me back is the stress. Mm-hmm. But enough about me, more about you. NCSB, uh, I think, you know, I rookie there, so I'm a little biased. But, um, man, it's such a beautiful valley. Like, mm-hmm. so awesome. We talked about it earlier. And then um depends on who you ask. You know, it's the origin. You know, the original mm-hmm. uh, smoke trooper base. At least all the testing came out of there. That's a fact. And, um, you know, Lufkin, Francis Lufkin, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, was you know one of the founders. You know he did all the studies out out of NCSB there. Uh, but for history, uh, the first jump uh, was out of Missoula, and not even really Missoula though. It was out of Nine Mile. So I mean, if you want to get ticky tacky, there's some there's some things there that everyone can go. With. And it it's kind of funny, man. I love it that every 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 place kind of has their origin story and and that they kind of claim their claim to fame and. The argument is like you're not a true smoke jumper till you get a till you jump a fire. So I definitely understand that. So like mm-hmm. there's Missoula's argument there, and it's valid. You know, NCSB had the practice jumps, so a lot of people say like the first first base of practice jumps or something is what a lot of people call NCSB. And then uh, even I think McCall even has like an Ogden story where they're doing some testing down there. And 1939 is is the claim for NCSB when they're doing the testing. I think they did some kind of testing in 37 in Ogden. So like McCall like can kind of throw their name in the hat a little bit too there, which is funny, man. I love it. Um, but yeah, like any one of those bases, dude, I, I know you'd be happy and, and do an yeah, awesome job. Each base, uh, my buddy Patty's rookie out of NCSB, Burks, uh, Will Burks, yeah. rookie out of Missoula. Oh, really? And then Kyle, who is also my bro from Helena, rookie out of West. So oh, nice, I have dudes in all three places that, you know, I've worked with all of them. So. Yeah, so it'd be kind of cool to reunite with any one of those yeah. guys. So yeah, it makes sense. And then, you know, if you stay, NCSB is about the farthest, you know, away because, you know, West is like two hours from Whitehall, I think, mm-hmm. and then Missoula is like two hours from Whitehall, so it won't be too far from from your lady and you know family too, mm-hmm. which is I think it's pretty important, man. You know, I was out in CSB, which was awesome, and you know, if the community wasn't so good, I could see it being a little tougher because like you know, if you go out middle of nowhere, you got no friends and family, and you're kind of on your own, and you know, if you don't have like a bunch of rookie bros that you like vibe with, you're just kind of out there solo, and that can yep. take a little hit to your mental, you know. Oh, big time, yep. Sure. Yeah, I got I got kind of lucky with mine, but it doesn't make it tough because I couldn't. I had braces at the time, so I couldn't just run home and get my braces adjusted. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I missed a few appointments. That happens. Yeah, totally, man. <coughs> but oh. is it working? I think so. I think we're still alive. I, I just saw, saw the drip out of the corner of my eye. So, um, but yeah, so you know, I start working for that, and you applied, so you'd be in the running for this season, right? Or like this upcoming season, right? Yep. Two, yep. 2023. Yep, 2023 rookie season. Yeah, man. So. so. That'd be, especially the background like hunting, and I want to take you back in hunting because you have got one of the biggest public land bulls I think I've ever seen. Yeah, man, that was a that was a hunt. It was basically everything everything that could go wrong went wrong on that hunt. Oh, really? Um, 
we had a horse die on us. He ran into a bunch of grizz. Oh man, I guess it I never was, got the full story on this. You know, a horse yeah, died. So, <clears throat> I guess the quick and dirty of that hunt is um. So my buddy Wyatt, he is an elk hunting guru. That guy, just it, a machine. He's a machine. The dude's jacked. He could hike his like hiking. He'll out hike ninety percent of the people I know. Jeez. Like he's just like he doesn't stop. But the dude knows elk. Like I'm pretty sure like he was an elk reincarnated into Wyatt. <laughs> like that's the best way I could do it. The dude knows elk. He knows where they're gonna be at. He knows what they're gonna do. Like he just like the dude is just an elk killing in, machine in human form. Like. <laughs> I don't know how to explain. It's just how that guy is. And, you know, he and I met on fire and we linked up, became homies and um, started elk hunting with him. And, man, I learned astronomical amounts of hunting from him. Yeah. And so he and I planned this hunt. And uh, I'm not going to say where it was at, but we planned this hunt. Yeah, beautiful hunt. (laughs) This beautiful hunt. Yeah. uh, (laughs) The plan was to take the horses in and uh, set up a base camp, have the horses down, and we'd hike off from our base camp and start hunting this huge area. And, um, and the first day we we go in, we're man five six miles in on the horses, and we come to this giant open park. And in this open park, you know it's man, I, it was November. It was the week before Thanksgiving. Ooh. So in my mind's eye, because we've had decent snow, I'm like, oh, the the bears are hi- hibernating already. Yeah. They're they're asleep. Like yeah. they're not gonna run into any grizz up there. Yeah, cold weather hit. Boy, was I wrong. Oh jeez. <laughs> and so we bust through, and of course the horse I was on <coughs> earlier pre earlier in that hunting season got stuck in a cattle guard. So, oh. like, that horse was just mentally messed up for the season. So, anything spooked him. He was not a happy camper. Yeah, it felt like the world was attacking him. <laughs> yeah, it felt know? like, felt like he, everything was trying to kill him. A mouse, yep. If he saw a mouse, it was like, you know, if, oh, a mouse will scare a horse because the tail's a whip. <laughs> That's what that horse was, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, of course, <clears throat> we pop through. Boom. Big boar grazes up in this park. Oh. Horse freaks out, takes off. I get bucked off. Wyatt's horse starts freaking out because the other horse is freaking out. Wyatt gets bucked off. Oh, jeez. Sure not. The horses run all the way back. You know, they're, they're smart. They run all the way back to the rig. Yeah. And so here it is where, you know, this this trail system we're in gets hunted pretty heavily for, like, the first two miles. And then that's, like, where most people are comfortable. Like, that's where they stop. Like, I'm not going any further because it's gnarly country. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah. Um, <laughs> so. And getting an elk out in gnarly country, yep. as everyone knows, is brutal. Like, yeah, it's it's not fun. I mean. Hiking in it's, with out in elk is the, rough. The pain is fun. Like, if you're, you know, anyone who does this kind of work or anything or diehard elk hunter who doesn't, who's not spoiled and hunts, you know, a ton of private property, like. Yeah. Yeah, man, the. Killing the elk's the easy part. Packing out sucks. Yeah, but, dude. man, you embrace that suck with your bros, and it is a magical time. Yeah, it changes you, you know, because yeah. like, you get, like, another, like, callus in your in your uh, mental toughness, yep. you know? And so horses take off, and um, <clears throat> it doesn't look good. You know, horses show back up with guns, gear still attached to them all the way back to the trailhead. And Without riders. No riders. Yeah. And if one of the, unbeknownst to us, we didn't realize this until we were about <laughs> maybe two miles back into hiking out. We just saw blood everywhere, and we're like, oh, shit, man. Because, like, you know, the grizz took off, and the horses started freaking out. Like, man, did a bear come in, like, snag one of the horses? Well, what ended up happening is the horse stepped on a terrain and ripped its bit out, so it ripped oh. from cheek to ear, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so that horse was done, and it was yeah. the horse that was having some issues, so kind of sucks, but I was yeah. all right with that horse being out. I'm like, all right, yeah. well, we're just going to have to hike in. We'll save the good horse for when we shoot something. Yeah, for packing out. And so... uh we set our alarms, we get the horses out, you know, and, and, you know, some dudes called search and rescue. And luckily we showed up by the time the sheriff was there. We're like, no, no, those are our horses. This is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Like things yeah. are hunky-dory, no need for, you know, sending yeah. search and rescue in for people. Yeah, they don't send the world. <laughs> yep. And so um, we get back, we set our alarms at three in the morning, start, get back, get to the hunting, like where we start the 
beginning of the trailhead at like 3.30, and we got in by 7, <coughs> and, um, you know, we hunted two pretty hard days, got this bachelor group of bulls spotted, and basically was like mountain goat climbing up cliffs, like to where <laughs> I would climb up, get my position, he'd pass the gun up, pass the pack up, pass the gun up, pass oh, the pack up, man. and we're just leapfrogging each other. Yeah, just gnarly. And we uh, finally shot that bull, and... You know, got it. We knew there's a bunch of grizzly still in the area, so we pulled this uh, bull down to this big open park. So we knew we could see it. Like when we go back out to get the horse, yeah, yeah. we could see this elk with like you know, quarter mile to half mile with our binos to make sure that there's not gonna be a grizz chomping on it. You know. Yeah, good call. And so we um, end up going out next morning. Same thing. Woke up at like four or five. <clears throat> gave ourselves a little time to sleep in, and. Yeah. Uh, get the horse start walking the horse up the trail we you know and the elk is about three miles off from where we could take the horse it's too gross for the horse oh yeah so we led the horse up to the tree um took off uh garrett steerman came up with us called him up as i came in we could use some extra help young steerman yep young steerman because you know you can't overload your horse and yeah totally garrett drove down that night and he came up and helped us and (laughs) we got the you know elk caped out deboned the whole shebang packed it down to the horse when we get to the horse the horse was acting super weird man like he was panting like like freaking out pacing everywhere and we're like man what was going on like what's the deal something and turns out like after you know the horse we ended up calm the horse down we blinded him rubbed some blood on his nose get some elk smell so we get used to that smell because elk had that distinctive smusty smell yep yep and he we thought we had him calmed down enough like he wasn't shaking no more he wasn't freaking out he was calm we put the saddle panniards on and, like, this was an older horse. You know, he was tried true. He's packed out tons of elk in his career. Yes, and, seasoned. Yep, seasoned. So we loaded we load up, loaded up the first hind ends, the hind quarters, and out of nowhere, the horse, like, flexes really hard. Boom, Ooh. drops down dead. Whoa. Yeah, like, had a massive heart attack or stroke or I don't, something happened. It flexed really hard. He went down. Yeah. And, you know, my, this is why it's, like, kid – like childhood horse, he oh, grew up with this thing, brutal, man. man. Yes, and that's so it was so hard, dude. Unbelievably brutal. So that night, like, we, Mark, we pinned the horse, you know, so we could let the Forest Service know, like, hey, there's critters up there, and there's a dead horse, you know, about 200 yards off the trail. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because you know, just in case other hunters were in there, like, they could be aware, so they don't get you know snuffed by a big grizz up there because it's chomped on a horse carcass. Yeah, because grizz are scavengers, man. They yeah. love a dead animal. Yep. You know, and so you know, we put the elk, at, we packed what we could out, we tried packing the whole elk up but man it was it was pretty brutal so we ended up leaving probably 100 pounds of meat behind oh brutal and just put it like stacked up super high in the tree luckily one of my bros mitch i called him up like hey man because at this point i blew my ankle out yeah Wyatt's knees messed up garrett can't come and help the next day yeah you're down two horses yeah down two horses so I call Mitch up, and he has horses. I'm like, hey, man, this is what's going on. Can you come up and help us? And Mitch is like, yeah, I could be there in the morning. So hats off. Thank you, Mitch. I, yeah, oh, man. I still owe you all the beers in the world for that. Yeah, well, what a great dude. I mean, yeah. he's and that's one thing, you know, like Mitch is always like that, dude. He's mm-hmm. like one of buddies in need, man. He's going to be there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, love that guy. So I called Mitch up. He came up with two horses, and uh, went in. we went in, got the rest of the elk, brought it out. Uh, fishing game was there, you know, because it's a – Giant elks. They had to make sure they made sure it was all legit. I had the takes for it, which you know they're just doing their jobs. Yeah. So. Well, you forgot about the awesome pick yep. part. I mean, yep. was that right after, or do you wait until you got the truck to take all the beautiful picks? Right, uh, right after I shot it. That's what I figured because I thought I thought the body yep. was on it. Still. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, you know, and, and that's what I got. Like yep. probably, I don't know, probably a couple of days afterwards, I just got a photo from you. I'm like, hey, tagged out. I was like, 
Yeah. What in the? Yeah, man, it was crazy. Got laid off. Went to Miles City. Shot my buck in two days. Like beautiful 170. Dude, borderline 180 inch mule deer. Yeah. Called Wyatt up. I'm like, hey man, I could come down a couple days early. Drove all night. Got to Wyatt's house. Got on the horses the next morning. Like it was nonstop. But tagged out. I was the luckiest year. I mean. There's a lot of technique probably involved, but there's a lot of luck. I don't care how good of a hunter you are, there's luck involved. You there's, know? there's definitely luck, but you kind of create a little bit more by p- putting a little more effort in. So you said that two miles is about normal. I mean, people and people love weekend hunters that just don't, you know, they're, they're not training for it. They're going to do what they can, and hopefully something comes out for them. And then also, uh, I was going to say, uh, two miles in. And then, like, that's where yeah. a lot of people are comfortable. Cause, like, oh, glassy. Where, where we're at, like, if one of us got seriously injured, the it's helicopter ride out. Yeah. That's it. You can't, you're not packing them out. You're not putting them on the horse. No, exactly. one it's, person, you know, even if it's the same size as you, man, like people don't realize the effort. Like yeah. if you got to go over any kind of terrain, man, yeah. they're, you're calling a helicopter and that's a minimum of probably, you know, $20,000. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly, man. Unless you call two bear. Yep. That's off to two bear. Thank you so much yep. for being there. Yep. I didn't that mean rhyme. rhyme that. Did not mean <laughs> that at all. But. but yeah, man. And it was, uh, got the elk out and, you know, it fed me and my roommates for a season. It was baller, man. We had yeah, some of the best meat on the planet. We're eating like kings, man. We we had family nights every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. <laughs> yeah, huge, man. Mule deer and elk, man. Yeah. Oh, that's and, awesome. And, you know, my other two roommates hunt, too, and they had their deer. So Oh, good. Man, we're egg, fried eggs and steak every morning. Oh, man. Gross stew, man. It, yeah. was, it was amazing. So good, dude. I, uh, I think my mule deer got – I ended up not processing myself, and that was kind of a lesson learned. I just didn't have time. You know, we were – me and the wife were traveling, and we we're down in uh, northern Georgia, southern uh, North Carolina, and uh, I was still I was smoke jumping, and uh, so back then at least, and probably still now, you could, you could travel around the winter and then just be available, like hey, let me know when a region eight module is coming up and put me on the board, so I could just fly out of the nearest air- airport or just drive to meet up with a with a mod when it came down. So I was on call when needed, and so we're stationed down there, and or we're just hanging out down there, and she's working doing travel therapy um occupational therapy and so i fly up just for a couple weeks hunting and got my mule deer like first day but then we hung it and then like trying to chase elk didn't get one and so i don't have any time to process this mule deer so i took it into a, a meat processing plant and i'm not gonna drop names because i can't even i'm not sure if this happened or not and usually i, I mean i still really like the the place i took it but uh the uh meat i got back it was a young mule deer like just a little two two-year-old probably too little gamey little yeah chewy. it was a little chewy a little yeah. had a little more flavor than yeah. uh than i expected so probably, yeah mixed uh yeah there's probably a little mixing matching yeah which i think just happens man yeah. with those bigger you know meat places man, they're getting so much stuff floating in there Dude, one slammed. little mistake and you're getting someone else's back straps yeah exactly man it just happens so that's why i don't hold it against him you know but it's just like a little sad you know like you said mm-hmm. when i cut in that back strap i was like a little too much uh, muscle in the saw on this sucker, you yeah. know? So, man, heck of a year, dude. Um, did you put any for any special purposes? No, man, I got – man, it's a sore subject. <laughs> yeah. So uh, because of my twin brother and I are twins, we had the same license ID number. Oh, And we really? didn't realize this like until – Like ALS? Uh, nope, nope. So like our driver's license. You need oh. your driver's license to go online to buy an ID now or buy your tags now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, this past year – he and I got different, you know, car insurance and everything, and like, oh, well, you had, they're, like, telling me, like, hey, this is your rate because you're in this wreck. You had this speeding ticket. I'm, like, and they're, like, saying where it's at. I'm, like, that wasn't me. That was my brother. And then yeah. we find out, oh, we had the same driver's license ID number. Oh, whoa. And so um, they had to go in. The DMV had to fix all that, and they're, like, well, just when you get your new ID, we'll give you a new number, and just wait till you have to renew it, which was this year on my birthday. Oh, yeah. And so 
little did I know that my ID wouldn't be functional. Uh, and so I went to go put in for tags. I wanted my ID when it go through. Like almost like you moved to the state. Yeah. Do you have to wait like six months? Nope. Uh, luckily right now I'm still like still resident everything, but I got my new ID so I could put in for next year. Oh, good. But I called up like the DMV. They couldn't do anything about it. I called FWP up like the head lady. I'm like, hey, man. Yeah, this is what happens. This is what happens. She's like, well, she's like, well, can you drive to Bozeman? I'm like, and this is like right after I got out of surgery. And I'm like, I just got out of surgery. There's no way I'm driving to Bozeman. Yeah, it's a long drive. After and surgery, she's dude. like, well, we, we can't do it over the phone because, you know, they don't, they can't take card over the phone or whatever. I'm like, and I was like, so then I'm like, well, do any of you have Venmo? I will Venmo you right now. Can yeah. you, just, you could just put me in right there. And nope, nothing would happen. I asked for extension. She wouldn't give me an extension because she's like, it's on the DMV. I'm like, oh, brutal. So I couldn't put in for any tags. Oh, well, so. you know, probably, probably not a bad thing. They got a bunch of other stuff going on. Yep. You so know, I won't be able to hunt like, too hard this year because my knee being still that's exactly what i was gonna say i mean it's right around the corner you know so i'll just be strictly deer hunting yeah maybe maybe try to do some elk but i got told no packing of elk out oh gotcha well you can come antelope hunt with me like just out around here at my folks place so they're rutting did you see that buck rutting they drove in this morning yeah yeah yeah. i was was giving the old (laughs) yeah because uh yeah keeping my eye on him and one of my buddies thinks he's gonna come out and and hunt my folks land here so but yeah i got a tag for here so pretty stoked about that and like I've just been busy, man, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I haven't really been out to hunt like I want to, and, it was, and I usually hunt here anyway, so, mm-hmm. you know, at least, at least I know I pretty much, it's not guaranteed until the antelope's on the ground, but I pretty much got meat in the freezer for yep. me and the family, so. Heck yeah. And antelope, man, I mean, especially getting it here, you know, like, you get it right on ice, like, you know, King was telling us, you know, about his tactics with antelope, and. Yep, get it on ice, and what most people do, I think that, where they mess up, like, sorry for cutting you off, is like. No, go ahead. People are like, man, antelope smell horrible, they taste horrible, I'm like, yeah, you just got, you just shot it after it was being chased down by, like, 10 other hunters, man. Yeah. has all the endorphins going through it, it's sweating, like, no kidding, it's going to yeah. taste bad. Yeah, everyone stinks after they're running. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you shoot an antelope that's just chilling, doing its thing, like, man, some of the best meat in the world, by far. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, you know, they, like those commercials, like, happy cows, happy whatever, you know, or happy chickens, happy meat, whatever the the saying is you know i know it's not that it's something different but yeah. kind of sim- like you said kind of similar you know like a antelope out here man like luckily it's like as ethical as it gets man because they're just hanging out grazing and and usually they're older you know yeah. so put them down and and uh they don't even know what happens you know yeah. and then i get to enjoy and feed the family you know exactly. so full circle there delicious meat yeah some of the best you can get right like i know what my meat eats you know mm-hmm. it's out here grazing on my folks place you know yep not getting anything weird not getting anything weird it's not getting pumped up full of junk yeah and like you know know, uh, with our immune system nothing against you know those against ranchers or anything but yeah you guys gotta do what you gotta do to feed feed america but yeah i just like knowing what my animals are dealing with yeah yeah because we both come from like ranching background and like i've uh i don't know the other side of the family's got a bunch of farm well not anymore but they used to be farmers in the midwest you know Mm -hmm. so like dairies and and uh even like some some cattle too you know like but not anymore, but I mean, so like I said, we both respect it. Both our families came from it, but yeah, I uh, I prefer the the game meat, especially for our guts and like with my crones, man. It seems to just agree better. You oh know? yeah, man. Uh, that's one thing that <clears throat> I didn't even bring that up, man. I was super fortunate, like when I was with Whitehall, because I have celiac. For those who don't know, I have celiac disease, and it's being a legit glutard. Like it's it's not like you know those people are like oh, I think I have a glu- gluten intol- intolerance or whatever, and I. I just don't want to eat it anymore. No, yeah. like if I eat it, I get messed up. Yeah, totally. I am. Right. Um, if it's bad, bad enough, it's coming out both ends, violent. You know? Yeah, violently. Yeah, and yeah. No fun. But, but your abs look great afterwards. When I, when I was in Whitehall, like Shane hooked me up pretty good. You know, he got me some special mountain houses that were gluten free and whatnot. Oh, I but, didn't know they made those. Um, you know, when you're on a fire, like 
you know, the government says they'll feed you and get you the food you need for your diet, whatever that is. Sorry, BS. Yeah. They don't do it. They, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard if you're like often, you know, where it's a small town that can't support that kind of stuff, but they can't. But luckily, um, Fred Tag and Arsabas Lewis and the Squatties, you know, they got it signed off. Um, oh, really? Signed off and like got an S number for it because it's something I required and needed. Yeah. So we were able to go get a bunch of. Uh, He's coming back. He's coming back for seconds. <laughs> there, we were able to go get a bunch of like tasty bites, uh, kipper snacks, smoked oysters. Oh, awesome! Um, you know, rice and rice and pre- already pre-made rice in a bag. Yeah. So I was able to have that. So like, if I can eat breakfast, I can eat lunch or whatever. At least I had some calories coming in because, man, some year like some assignments, I'd walk out weighing maybe like a buck forty if I was lucky. Yeah. No, I had the same thing, man. And like my first season, uh, in fire in general, like my Crohn's is so bad. This is like before I had surgery and had the bowel resection. I uh, I was pretty much down to like tuna and crackers and like these crackers that pretty much were like air. So like mm-hmm. really not getting any kind of sustenance. Same deal, man. I lost like I want to say forty pounds, man. And I didn't have that to lose back then. I was I was a late bloomer, so like I didn't put on the weight I have now until I was like twenty seven. And I was back then I was like I don't know, eighteen, twenty, somewhere around that age. You know, and it's like, man, I was just a little stick to begin with, yeah. you know. So I that's that's really cool they do it because I was talking to my supervisor because I wasn't really wanting to go back to fire this year, but mm-hmm. Uh, as everyone in, in the wildland world knows and in government agencies, it's sometimes just what you can get. And I end up mm-hmm. having to go back into fire. And I was like talking to him from the FMO down, you know, all, all my friends and supervisors like, man, I can't go on a big fire because if I have to eat camp food, mm-hmm. it's going to kill me. It Camp food wrecks people who don't have any issues. Oh, yeah. You know, it's That's, just hard on it's you. Bottom of the end, Cisco. Yeah, mass. It's not good, man. And it's no. high sugar. It's not high calorie high process. Yeah, it's not good for you. No, exactly, man. And and I don't have too much trouble with cars, but they're because of uh, where was it the MTDC or NTDP when they did that study, they were trying to they figured out the caloric burn, so they they you know figured out what the catering companies need to to provide calorie wise. So all those high calorie meals are typically not that great for you, and a lot of greasy fat and you high know sugar because you know a tablespoon of sugar is like two hundred. 200 calories. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Usually I can't even hear my cell phone, and now it's going off. Uh, yeah, wait, what did you say about 200 calories? A table of yeah, like a tablespoon of sugar is like 120, 150 calories in a tablespoon of sugar. So they're like, oh, Snickers bar, 300 calories? Yeah. Ooh, we just met a quarter of the need. Yeah, and you get that sausage in the morning that's about as long as your forearm. Yep. <laughs> Try to take that sucker down, and I mean, it fills you up, but ooh, man. You do not feel good, and you don't operate very good. Yeah, greasy. Yeah, it sucks, and I don't know, like... But, yeah, man, super spoiled, like, one, once I got on with Helena, man, I was super spoiled. Those guys made sure, like, I had food, and even sometimes we got, for instance, we got flown into the Nevada Creek fire, and, you know, this is what Ty, this, he is such a good dude, man, like, you know, I'm sitting there sawing, I'm burning tons of calories a day, and, like, we were sawing through some gnarly heavy dead and down, and I can eat 90% of my dinners or lunches. Oh, and Tig's on a very strict diet, too, and he always packs in a lot of his own stuff. Yeah. Tig, he's like, hey, man, I'm not working. You're eating my stuff. I'm like, dude, you need food, too. And he's like, I'm not working like you are. You could eat it. And he was giving me, like, his rations. I'm like, yeah, what a nice guy. Dude, that's, like, huge, like, hug, hug-worthy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Can, yeah. can we embrace real quick yeah. for, you know, maybe a few seconds? I mean, for a supervisor to be like, hey, man, you're sawing all day, and I'm, like, driving around in the UTV, like, here, here's the food. You need it more than I do. It's like, 
baller that you have a supervisor who's willing to do that you know yeah totally man that kind of just shows you how tight the wildland community is and you know other places are probably like this but just my experiences the wildland world and well you hear fire in general right? even like structured fire folks talk about the close-knit community and in the community mm-hmm. and yeah it's just i mean it really warms your heart man like mm-hmm. to be part of it i guess is what i'm trying to say yep. long story Shoot, man, I don't, I don't keep you up too late, man, because I know you got to get some Z's today. Yep, at some point. Yeah, do you want to talk about anything else? I mean, we've got your, got your girlfriend's art oh, on yep, display. Yep. <laughs> My girlfriend is an artist. She's just had this actually in an art show and a couple other pieces. She did pretty well, sold quite a few, uh, what do you call it, prints? Prints? Yeah, prints. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I had yeah. quite a few people buy some prints. and then That's a good-looking piece, man. I like it. And then one thing I, uh, you know, <clears throat> what a lot of us don't do, and like what I didn't really realize is like trying to focus, especially like during the winter blues, is like, back to the mental health gang man like yeah. find something to keep your brain occupied even it's as simple as like i got huge into tie flying this winter yeah yeah and so time um, flies started time flies for fishing and i started fishing a ton and um it's just little things like that yeah, like, like a little meditation yeah, you know little things add up to big things is my is my motto like yeah you know doing like for instance if you're on fire oh man someone's in a horrible mood you know they're you know they like their skittles and you got a bag of skittles in your lunch hey man you don't need to give them the skittles and those little things add up because it just it's like the snowball effect it goes both ways it doesn't just go down to something catastrophic that's horrible it also goes back to the right way yeah man like like even todd you know being like hey man you're you're burning a lot of calories dude here have this you know i'm good Mm -hmm. you know like that's that's huge man that goes a long way it's just a little thing you know todd's like here man have have some food you know and like we had a dude he just said man yeah, I know he's gonna be mad at me for this because I'm gonna. I think he's six six or six seven. Yeah. Big boy. Yeah. Yep. He's the one who's working out of Westman. Like that oh, really? dude, he needs food. Like, yeah. if he his normal portions that he eats, like that they give you on fire, is not enough to fuel that man. Like, no. He will come. Like, he his butt disappears. His legs turn to you know skin and bone. Yeah. And so like all of us like we have leftover steak. Like some of us we eat half of our steak or half of our potato. That man gets the rest because you know he needs it. You know? Oh yeah, so absolutely. it's like that's what the community does. Like, yeah. I don't need this as bad as you need this. You're gonna, I'm gonna give it to you. You know. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, shoot, when I was getting ready to jump, because it like you know, and I get this heads up for anybody listening. It's like you wanna, you don't wanna be like bulky when you went in but you want to have a little bit of extra calories on you because mm-hmm. like man, those first couple weeks, dude, like they really carve the calories off you because it's just. You're so busy, man. You're so tired. It's really hard to get to, you know, re uh, re up on your calorie, you know, or or get back in the positive on your calorie intake. I guess you're burning so much. You're like in the in that curve where you're out of it, right? Like you're just burning and not gaining. So um, I was eating like crazy before I went in, and like on fires, you know, like I would eat like two mountain houses, and those are like two serving meals each, you know, like but. But just burning so much eastern montana southwest man it's it's hard to keep up you know so mm-hmm. i don't remember what you're talking about with that but i just it reminded me of, of just myself just helping bros out yeah yeah so and yeah that's huge gals helping gals yeah. out that yeah, goes for yeah. everyone yeah, both bro, genders yeah bros unisex yeah, yeah unisex yeah because so. even like in the jump world like everyone's a bro you know yeah. like even the girls girls but and boys yeah, man everyone and that's like thing that's like if you're listening to this and you're trying to get into fireman like that's the community that you're falling into and that's why you know, there's a retention issue, and that's, you know, a lot of because of pay and whatnot, and I don't want to get into politics of that because, you know, I still work for the Forester, so I can't say much. Yeah. But um, I will say, man, it's like that's what ultimately keeps people around. Like, we're getting nothing for pay. Yeah, they got a little pay increase this year, and it doesn't count towards overtime to storage or base pay. Yeah. But, um, like, the why people still stick around and deal with all the crap that's going on and 
being ran into the dirt with like how big these fires are going is because like the family that you get like yeah supporting each other like i know for a fact i have from shotting from working in whitehall from working on a crew down in douglas arizona i have so many phone numbers if something is if something in my life hits the fan i could make one phone call two phone calls and i will get a tribe of people to come and back me up yeah yeah like right then right then yeah, there, they, you know, they'll like, drop what they're doing they don't care if they have to Overheated. Oh, yeah, overheated. Oh, son of a, like right when the door shut, you were screwed. Mm-hmm. Oh, son of a gun. And the ice melted off. Messing it up. All right, let's do. There we go. Better. All right. Oh man, last last overheated the old GoPro, but uh, we're back. And uh, yeah, you got anything else you want to cover, man? Nope. Uh, one thing I do want to cover out for my boys who are watching this on Helena, and you know I have boys and bros on that are jumping in, Lewis and Clark and Lolo and. On a bunch of shockers, I uh, just want to big a big shout out mainly to my Helena bros and gals. Um, hope you have a good season. Miss all of y'all. Love ya. And for the rookies I don't know, hope the year's going great and yeah, getting some good jumps out there. Yeah, everyone. I hope it, you know keep it safe. Season's still early. It's only August, so yeah, man. Good shout out. Yeah, shout out to the whole Wildland community, man. You know, uh, love all you guys and gals, and uh, hope you're having a safe, productive season. Getting some stuff done. Seen some cool country. Uh, yeah, like I said, new jumpers getting some good jumps in and, uh, everyone's hopefully going to have a happy season and, and a good fall. And, uh, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe and like if you, if you want to support the channel, cause, uh, I could use all the support I can get, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I appreciate y'all. Uh, anything else? Nope. That's it, man. Oh, that's it, man. Well, thanks for being on, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking time. I mean, running on no sleep right now, so. That's all right. Oh, you're amazing. I appreciate you. Yeah.